0: Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the Gospel of Mark. Today is episode 935. and We're looking at Mark chapter 3, verses 31 to 35. Let's read our passage. His mother and his brothers came, and standing outside, they sent word to him and called him. A crowd was sitting around him and told him, Look, your mother, your brothers, your sisters are outside asking for you. He replied to them, Who are my mother and my brothers? Looking at those sitting in a circle around him, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother. This is the Gospel of Mark. We started with John the Baptist, and then after his arrest, that began Jesus' public ministry. He traveled throughout Galilee teaching and healing. We saw positive responses. His teaching was said to have authority. But the biggest draw was his healing, and casting out of demons. People were bobbing him, wanting healing, wanting demons to be cast out. There were some negative reactions, and they all came down to pretty much he wasn't doing things the right way. He's hanging out with the wrong people. His Disciples aren't fasting enough. He claims to be able to forgive sins. But the thing that seems to get in the biggest trouble is that he's violating the Pharisees' understanding of the rules of the Sabbath. Last time, we started a section which is a combination of two accounts. It's the account of his family that thinks he's insane, and the scribes from Jerusalem that say he is possessed. Both cases, this is a case of family who should know him best and be the most supportive they don't see it and the scribes the religious experts who should know what god is doing and they don't see it so we see how people are missing what jesus is all about so let's pick it up now in mark chapter 3 verse 31 his mother and his brothers came and standing outside they sent word to him and called him so jesus's mother we know it's Mary. In fact, she's named in chapter 6, verse 3 of Mark's gospel. That's where Jesus travels to his hometown of Nazareth. But those two places, chapter 6 and here, this is the only place in Mark that Mary is mentioned. His brothers came, and we have to assume they're the, the children of Mary and Joseph after Jesus was born. And we know Jesus had brothers. And we know there's a problem with their belief. Now, it's hard for us to put ourselves in that situation and think, what would it be like to have Jesus as an older brother? I'm sure it was an interesting family dynamic. But John tells us a little bit about that. They're all adults now. Jesus is in his public ministry. But in John chapter 7, starting in verse 1, we read, after this, Jesus traveled in Galilee, since he did not want to travel in Judea because the Jews were trying to kill him. The Jewish festival of shelters was near. So his brothers said to him, leave here and go to Judea so that your disciples can see your works that you're doing. For no one does anything in secret while he's seeking public recognition. If you do these things, show yourself to the world. For not even his brothers believed in him. So his brothers were with him, and they Advising Jesus, well, let's go to Jerusalem, and you can do all these amazing miracles there, and there you will really get a big crowd. And John adds, his brothers didn't believe him. But yet, one of his brothers, James, will become the leader of the Jerusalem church. He will write the letter of James that we have in the New Testament. So his mother and brothers came and standing outside sent word to him and called him. Now there's a couple of possibilities here. Is it that they couldn't get inside because of the crowd? So that's why they're outside. And Luke chapter 8 seems to indicate that's the issue, is that they can't get in because of the crowd. Or is it they didn't really even want to go in because they want to get Jesus alone, privately? Because we saw back in verse 21, his family thinks he's insane, and they've come to restrain him. They've come to grab him, hogtie him, and drag him back to Nazareth, apparently. So they're outside, but they send a word in to Jesus. Hey, could you send Jesus outside for a minute? We just want to chat with him. Verse 32, A crowd was sitting around him and told him, "Look, your mother, your brothers and your sisters are outside asking for you. Now, we didn't see sisters mentioned yet. Sisters are mentioned again in chapter 6, just that he has sisters. So the word gets to the crowd, gets passed to Jesus. Your family's outside wanting to speak to you. Verse 33, he replied to them, Who are my mother and my brothers? As a rhetorical question, he's not looking for a response here. And then he answers it, verse 34. Looking at those sitting in a circle around him, he says, Here are my mother and my brothers. Matthew chapter 12 says he points to his disciples when he says, Here are my family. And so he's basically saying, My family are these people, my followers. And he adds in verse 35, whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother. Which, if the 12 were indicated in verse 34, verse 35 then expands it beyond just the 12 to anybody will be my family who does the will of God. Now, sometimes we read this and we say, this is kind of cold and rude to his family. His family comes because they care about him. They're worried about him. And he just brushes them off. says, I don't care about you. We careful. we don't miss the, the theological truth here. The point that Jesus is making here, and Mark is recording for us, is that the followers of Christ are a family. The New Testament uses language of adoption. When we come to Christ, when... God forgives us of sin. He adopts us as his children, which makes all of those who've been adopted by God part of the family of God. So we are a family, and this is a higher priority family than our physical family. And for many Christians, this is wonderful news, particularly those who've been abandoned by their family, rejected by their family, particularly because of their faith. Now, is he saying family is not important? No, not at all. And this is just the point that's being made here, is the idea of the followers of Christ are a family. We don't know that maybe 10 minutes later, he did actually go out and meet with his family and speak to them and try to help them come to faith. Just reading it on the surface, it seems like he brushed them off and said, go away, you're dead to me. But that's not the case. We see in John chapter 7, he's with his brothers. We see his mother, Mary, at the cross, and he charges his disciple John with caring for his mother. In 1 Timothy chapter 8, Paul says, if anyone does not provide for his own family, especially for his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. So it's not that family is not important. It's not that you reject your family. It's that they get an idea of the importance, the centrality of the family of God. And that will be our eternal family. So he's elevating the idea of our relationship with one another. One another's a big deal throughout the New Testament. So while just the account here seems very rude to his family, He's by no means saying your family is unimportant. What he is saying, the family of God is incredibly important. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Mark.